everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am very excited today to be joined by the one and only Brian Brandon, Director of Brand and Communications at Simpler. Uh, welcome to Hello. the show, Brian. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. I love your background, man. You're making me look like... Oh, like it's all my wife. Yeah, I said beautiful. I needed a nice backer for my office. She delivered, so... I, uh... Like I'm trying to see this like little air conditioning unit. I've never been able to fully write right where's right there. I can't ever fully get it out of the shot. So your yours is perfect, man. I, I love your setup. Oh, thanks. Well, today, so for everybody tuning in, we're gonna be spinning the wheel and then doing kind of like a live analysis and kind of opportunity and critique of someone's marketing. Hopefully, um, you know, keeping it positive, but also you know having some authenticity and some rawness around. Hey, where's some areas of opportunity? that maybe we want to capture. And so with that in mind, are you ready to spin the wheel, Brian? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it, Shaylee. Okay. I know three of these. Webflow. Webflow. Right. Oh, man. The masters. Have you heard of this one? You know them? Of course. I'm, I'm a Webflow power user. Oh, um, my goodness. I love yeah, that. I love okay. Webflow. So, well, that's an interesting start. They deleted their menu. Yeah, what do you I think saw that. that? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think from a UI choice, probably not what I would choose. Um, but it is interesting to see what their, their focal point is, where they're driving on the page then, if that was an intentional thing. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously to get started, right? So they're like, look, if you're a returning user, you can log in. If not, you can get started and it's free. I like that it's free copy. Yeah, um, yeah. I have some rules with copy. I never like to see more than three lines. And I, it's cool to see that they're like embracing that. If you can see. It like, has to be conversational too. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I'm a big believer uh, in, you know, I'm a big fan of Dave Gearhart and he always says, write like you talk. Right. So um, Webflow, I think as a brand consistently does that and they have a very great consistent voice. Um, one thing I will notice here, Garrett, like I would recommend is while they're showcasing their product, I think they, they could have showcased maybe one of their customers better here. You know, I'm all about humanizing their brand and really showing the faces of who you're helping. Um, so maybe in like one of these um, product images or, or the background image for the website that they showcase on the right here, they could have, yeah. you know, maybe included a face of a customer or something there. But overall, I, I like their, their UI. Yeah, this, if, like, if, like, I'll give them like a tactical way to do that same thing. So if you take, see how this, uh, the, the, the screen right here is, mm -hmm. is directly at us? Yeah. If you were to twist it, you could superimpose a human who's a customer working on it and they could look back and smile and you would actually like have the visual of a designer humanly actually working on your product and you could bring that all to life and still have a great product shot. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Any way you can use your, your visual marketing, especially to tie it back to you know, your end user and what outcome you're trying to drive for them as visually as possible. I think that's just the, the crux of modern marketing, what you have to do, because it's all about, you know, how you're making that designer's life easier, that engineer's life easier. Um, and in the copy, they showcase it, right? But visually, you know, I'm a very visual person myself. Yeah. Visually, we, we have to come through in our design language with that, I think, nowadays. No, I love that uh, analysis now. Oh, wait, it does exist. That's actually kind of clever. I like it. So check this out. Oh. So you land and they keep you fully focused on the action they want you to take. And then on scroll, 
If you're not convinced yet, then they introduce it. I actually haven't seen anyone do this sequentially. Yeah, never I. It's brilliant, though. That, that is because really, really you smart. start, right? And then for us, there's only one action we can take, and it's literally like treating your home. I'm gonna, I'm setting this up on my website after this. I want to test this because they're setting it up so there's literally one focused action, get started. This is going to drive signups through the roof. But then mm -hmm. if you scroll – and it's funny because I do this in Unbounce for our clients' landing pages, but I've never seen someone do it on a home page, and that's actually quite yeah, clever. It is. It's a bold move. Because now you've got enterprise and resources. I wonder how this affects enterprise sales, though, because I could see that hurting it to a certain extent, you know? Interesting. Why, what's the reason behind that? Well, because, okay, so if I land here as an enterprise customer, there's multiple ways enterprises buy. So like mm -hmm. real, real enterprise, like let's say Dell, you might get upsold like through, let's say a designer who wants it or a developer who wants it. But most likely for a big, big purchase, oftentimes it might go through a non-end user and they might just be collecting quotes. And if you were trying to collect quotes here, you would be like, I don't think Webflow's for Dell because nobody at Dell is going to just sign in with Google. The, right, like, right. Going to get through procurement, and I'm going to need to do an RFP. And I guess you would scroll to the footer, and then you would see enterprise. So I'm not sure it, that it doesn't work. It's just an interesting frame of reference, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it is well hidden, you know, overall, the enterprise aspect of it, especially if you're talking about procurement or the IT persona that just wants the hard data, right? They want to know um, how much it's going to cost per user. They want to know the security integrations and all that. Let's take a look at the enterprise page. Yeah, you're already ahead of me. Cool. No, I love it. And now you notice the what the menu's static now. So I didn't have to scroll. It's just they're doing that test on only the home page. And then it's a classic enterprise contact us. They might be able to come up with something a little sexier than this. Like, you know, let's see. Uh, trans, like maybe like a transform your organization something more like that where it's a little bit more on brand i think of what that mm -hmm. like aspirational copy that they're trying to bring to life but and then they talk security and scalability yep. huge huge parts they got their socks or ddos sla this is all important stuff zendesk that's dope. So they're kind of showing some of their ping dom. Build smarter, design strategist, design systems. Yeah, I, I am surprised smarter. they don't have more more of an IT focus on their on their uh, their quotes here. I mean, I give it end user, maybe the design systems. Um, I don't know what's full scope of that role, but I'd, I'd be interested to see if they have any more executive level transformation stories that they showcase. I was thinking the same thing. I thought strategists and systems are kind of low titles. Yeah. Yeah. This part, it's the right logo, but I'm not, no, I'm not, but we could have a wrong assumption there. I, I yeah. can see how, you know, maybe enterprise doesn't buy this product like other enterprise products, but traditionally, you know, that's what I would see. They're talking about, you know, people going from one CMS to another, I think what's interesting is they're not talking about CMS and 
to me, that's a big part of it. And I don't think I've yeah. seen the word CMS anywhere. They're talking about SEO, but there it is. So there's CMS. Let's go back to that homepage and see how they address that because the build, oh, there it is, CMS and e-com. Okay. Is this easier than WordPress? Call me skeptical because I'm old school. Oh, it, but, it definitely is. It, it takes okay. a, I mean, again, it depends on what level um, you're getting involved with it, right? I mean, it has the depth of customization for each user that you want. So if you're that design-centric marketing leader where I, I you know, kind of pride myself on being and getting the nitty gritty, you can go down and mess with the CSS code and everything. But if you just want a visual designer, makes it a lot easier than hard coding into a WordPress theme or something like that, which is refreshing. Okay. And it, it's more robust than like Squarespace per se, which is more of a B2C product, right? This is a true, you know, app that you could use for, for enterprise level sites and everything, which is great. Really? That's interesting. And, and the yeah. good thing too, and, and one thing I'd, I'd love to, you know, look at as we're on this call too, is, is they have a fantastic education resource center um, you, we, you and I were just talking right before the call about educating your market and educating your TAN um, and yeah. how that's such a useful thing for owning your audience. Webflow is an expert at this, in my opinion. Um, yeah. you know, they have a great education portal, which I think is a great example for other companies trying to build the same thing. So we got university, blog, and showcase. I think that's a really cool way of kind of – and then they talk about what's the difference, right? Videos, courses, and guides, articles, trends, inspiration, best practices, and then showcase – Let's start on university and kind of think and let's see how they kind of take us. Okay, so they have a one-on-one crash course. Yeah. I honestly I I, I geek out on Webflow's university page on a weekly basis because I think it's just so well executed. Oh, but you gotta sign up to get into it. That's clever. Yeah, though. yep, yep. That's clever. I really like and that it, webflow. It, it, and here's a question for you too, which I'm always interested to ask marketing leaders is on the on the conversion and, and like gating these types of assets, where do you fall in in the gating spectrum? In your opinion, like should these assets be gated? Should you have them open in order to you know really increase awareness? Um, you know, where where do you fall in that spectrum of opinion? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Um, so I built a learning management system called the Directive University. Um, it's called the Institute. It's like it's sorry, I got university in my head. It's Directive Institute. Um, oh, that's cool. But what I did on it because and it's worked really well for us because I wanted it to rank is I so like see how they have this course. I have the same thing, but if you click intro to a designer, I would have this ungated in my reality, mm-hmm. but only um half of the actual page. So here I'll show you. So like if I was doing this and I'll kind of show you how I think about it, um, because it's a little different. I gotta pull it off on the bottom. So if I'm in like courses and there's like a module and let's say PPC and I'm trying to learn PPC, I would do like how to create ad copy and you could view the lesson and then it would have a preview and then it would get gated right here. So you have to, so it could still rank organically, but you couldn't get all the content. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, th- I think that's the right way to do it. You give them a, a taste, a little, little knowledge up front. Um, when I was at Gainsight prior to my time at Simpler, we created something called Pulse Academy and, and later um, Pulse Plus, which is more of a masterclass subscription offering. Um, that's exactly how we do it. We get the first, uh, you know, half of the first episode as well um, in any type of related course materials. And it was very successful. 
Um, oh, they have that so, here. It's not their 101. So then let's see if they gate it or how it works. So this one they don't have gate. See, I think they could get a little cheekier here. I really – I think you could gate this piece like right here potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is kind of clever. I haven't seen someone do this before. This is kind of nice. Oh, that is cool. Is yeah. that you magnifying it? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not trying to. It's, yeah, they're just like they have this whole hover magnifier. It's kind of clever. They what they do especially well too is is how they integrate like the product um, education mm-hmm. throughout like their high level education. I think it's really interesting how they do that. Yeah, no, it's quite good. And then they've got beginner to advanced. 101s they got these different courses css layout and positioning and then all their courses then the courses are gated so that's kind of the difference right so the lessons are ungated courses are gated Mm -hmm. very clever Uh, and and one thing i i like too um about their actual course content is that some you know some companies they, they go one of either two ways they either focus hard on industry education and they leave product out of it or they go hard on product education and they leave the thought leadership and industry education out of it. Webflow really integrates the two in their lessons. So even if you're not a Webflow user at the time, there's something highly valuable for you um, in watching each course um, from just from a like practicality, how to do this on a functional level, which I really enjoy. I think that's a great add-on to have. When you're selling internet, do you do a showcase like this? Because I think for a lot of people, you know, you're, when I saw your product, I was kind of inspired by how beautiful it is. Do you guys have this big showcase thing that's kind of like this UGC, this user-generated content center? Because I think this is uh, pretty cool of them. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome thing. I, I love this for inspiration. And we're working on it right now. With internet software in particular and layouts and whatnot, it is a little more difficult. Um, because private. there's a lot of scene annotation and it's private, right? And you're dealing with organizations with high privacy code that like the 5,000 to 10,000 employee uh, level. And so helping to find a, a, a way where a- internet admins can share their, their beautiful layouts or like their, their new layouts, right? Our customers are constantly innovating on our product, which is fantastic. There is a bit of a hurdle there, but we are working on it. It's one of the main, our main things we want to come out with next year. Um, and find like a thoughtful way to have them share their layouts and how they're laying out their internet and all the playbooks they're running, um, but not have to worry about that privacy issue. Um, so it, it's a it's something hopefully on the horizon and something that we're actively trying to solve. I love that. And I love how creative you can get with Webflow. I would have never imagined how creative this whole site can function as. It's kind of badass. Yeah, like, it's really powerful. Really powerful. Just as like a you like like this one like you can I didn't realize and then it's fully integrated like I'm actually live in it. These are kind of clever that you can do quizzes within it without a, like a plugin you know from the WordPress world. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it all they have integrated. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying it's quite interesting. I didn't know this existed. Yeah, and the cool thing about Webflow is they have an integrated you know it's all integrated CMS, so you can build a form right in Webflow and have that the results um, right in the platform, or you could have it export out to wherever you want. Um, but it's nice, it's all self-contained if you want it to be, which is great. So let's talk about that part. Cause I think a big part of sales in this is uh, integrations and I, I can't click on it. So, right, like I guess now I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I can see why, you know, no code is great and why I might want this, but I'm interested in, you know, let's say, uh salesforce integration or hubspot integration mm-hmm. 
where how, how do I understand that if I'm a buyer? I, I guess I don't see that. And I think that's a yeah, it's big definitely gap. on the homepage, at least from what I could see. Um, and again, going back to the homepage being optimized for that enterprise person, right? That's something I'm concerned about at the enterprise level because you want to make sure it works with your tech stack, right? Um, and you don't want to be adding exactly. on new, that yeah, and SEO. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be adding on clunky fits um, into your, your tech stack. So it's yeah, interesting. This is, this is bad design too. They should clean yeah. this up. They're, they're better than this. This is a little yeah. weird. So Webflow, you guys might want to check this out. You're better than this. The rest of your site is so wisely designed. And I think this is the perfect example of like for directive, I try to make our marketing shockingly memorable and special because I want people to be jealous. And I mm -hmm. think jealousy is good. I think if you're Webflow, people should be jealous of your website because they're assuming it's running on your product. Mm -hmm. um, And I don't know if this website would get anybody jealous. I I would treat their own website as their like primary like like marketing. Like I think this website yeah. is their marketing, and I'm seeing more creativity out of their showcase than I am out of themselves. I was just about to say that you know take the inspiration of all the different flavors um, of implementation you have on your showcase page. You know we saw that one that you pulled up with like the cool images and the the rotating yeah. background make each page on your, on your site a little attuned to what your customers are actually doing. I think it'd be a lot more engaging and like, you know, like instead of clicking into here and have like the kind of sanitized black and white and everything, mix it up, have some fun, obviously test it to make sure it works. But um, I wouldn't be worried about them breaking out um, from like their brand consistently on certain pages and just really showcasing what's possible, you know, because there's so much possible in Webflow that isn't showcased on their site in a practical way. I completely agree, and I, I, I'm not truly impressed with their like. This to me is poor. Mm -hmm. um, just well, just a module fit, right? It's just like you feel like you added a module in WordPress. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah, good, it doesn't you know? like see how like these little like see how this like weird. It's not a great design layout, to be completely honest, for a page, and I don't think it's intuitive to a customer when you have this weird sub menu like parallax scroll and then fixed left column to this weird all feed. Like to me, if I was Webflow, this website should be like a, like a offering, like a, uh, mm -hmm. like a, uh, like a sacrifice to the CMS gods of yeah. creativity and what you could dream up. If you could do anything, what could you do? And welcome to the world of Webflow. And you should immerse me into this experience where I can literally imagine and desire your product. But the irony is I think I desire their product more looking at what their customers do with it than with what they do with it. And I think that's probably a gap in their positioning. And you know would be interesting too, Garrett, is, you know, use that, use the fact that your customers are doing things more interesting than you are and integrate them in the process. Ha have your pages, you know, created or maybe instructed by your customers and how they're designing their site and then showcase what customer built that type of page, right? Um, I think that's a great way to lead with customers as uh, uh, showcases of excellent or as examples of excellent, which you should be doing in your market already. But it's like a fun, interesting way to do that. I think that'd be a great way for Webflow to showcase that. Well, yeah, like this one. I don't, like, I don't believe modern is a real brand. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never heard of yeah. it, so maybe it is. But like, I'd like to see, see these logos. It looks like a template, here. right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it does. And I want to see, like, see how these these are all fake? I think you're yeah. onto something. Like, imagine if we took these logos and every one of our screenshots was that logo. See how it's pedal and pedal? This, to me, was dope. I got excited. But I feel like we kind of lost. And then it's here, right? So Zendesk. And they're showing us. But then this homepage is cool and I don't know if their product pages deliver on the same design promise that I'm experiencing. This is a full width, interesting layout, very custom makes me feel like I'm almost like on a D to C type site. And then I get to what I would call their product marketing, frankly. And I don't think it's uh, as good. I think it's the honest. Yeah. Truth. And this is a bigger discussion too, Garrett, because I, I always feel like between product marketing and, and brand and, and showcasing your customers and everything around that, there's often a disconnect, right? You have product marketers that are running one direction usually, and, and they're, they're getting customers for interviews and they're doing all this stuff, but they're not showcasing, usually not the, the people or like the examples of what the people are doing um, widely in like the public facing market um, in their marketing materials. And I think it's something that is needed. There needs to be more collaboration between product and customer marketing or, or brand to make sure that comes through and that it's consistent. Um, Cause usually if you go on someone's website and I'm, I'm speaking broadly, but you can click into a, a very clearly uh, a product marketing uh, document and click on a very clearly top of funnel document and you can immediately see the difference in the two, even in the design language usually. So there needs to be more cohesion um, around the two uh, functions, I think, and how we view the world and how we can really help each other um, with our design language, with our copy and, and, you know, really creating some cohesive marketing materials overall. I'm right there with you, man. And I, like, I would just, frankly, I, I think it's, this thing is just not ideal. I would just kind of remove the whole sticky, like setup. Yeah. Like that. I think that's yeah. cleaner and I actually really like this page. So I don't want to, I, I, they're just not all the same. Like, I think this page actually does a good job telling the story, design around your unique products. And I, I, I actually think they're doing like, this is really clever. Like on the scroll, it moves, complete layout control. Like I, I think they do a really good job here. I actually on the e-commerce side of it to talk about how you sell. And when I scroll, it's like custom delivery. And I, I think this is quite interesting. I just don't know. Like I didn't experience this on the SEO page that I clicked on, for example. Yep. I they have the quotes baked in here, and I'm like, okay, this is like I, I could see this. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense to me. And I I'm starting to be sold and then I can start to compare them. Like, this is pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like, this is cool. I, I think they're doing a good job here, but they might want to like lead. Like, how do I get to pricing just in this case? Right. So if I'm looking at e-commerce, I would have to magically like on scroll. I still don't know price. Right. It's so, like just to mm -hmm. play devil on their market. You don't know where you're going either on the scroll. Right. So no, I don't know what's coming and I don't get this. This is not intuitive to their average customer. I live on websites for a living. I'll tell you right now, your normal customer is not appropriately understanding what these three points mean. And then compare is actually the thing they want the most. I would argue if you just had like a, maybe a menu right here, a secondary menu that had like e-commerce and then I could click on price. I think that'd be the most clicked button of this page. If it was called pricing instead of compare and it was mm -hmm. up here in an obvious sub menu. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Because if this said pricing, I think immediately people would be like, you know what? I had never even considered Webflow for e-commerce. Because I, I don't think they have huge market share here, to be honest. And I, right. and I think this is a reason why. I don't think they come across as if that's what they do. 
And I don't think their product marketing lends itself towards that. This is what we are and how we do it. Because mm-hmm. it is, it looks really special. Like I'm actually, I think it's cool and I love what they're doing. I don't know if this infinity type scroll environment is conducive to them selling their product. Or at least give us an, like, if you're going to do this, at least give us an outline or like a, a line nav somewhere on the side. So we know where we're going. We know what to expect. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, that's, I feel like that's not the best UI choice either. So. So we got lattice. I want to see their case studies because these look really, these look really pretty. Um, cool. The CEO of lattice. That's always a nice quote. I use lattice as yep. a customer. Um, but like, why don't they have that, that two level quote on their enterprise page, right. Or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it's, they need more of that on the enterprise page. I think at least have it available. I, I totally agree. And it's a weird quote too, by the way, you know, I can't actually read it because the screen is, is too small for me. I can just see the CEO tag, but I'll read it later. Oh. It says Webflow saves Lattice around fifty thousand a year, um, but fifty thousand dollars isn't a significant amount of money for most people yeah. when it comes to a purchase decision on a CMS for the customer they want. So I would be, I'd be more. I, I don't know. It's a very interesting for because there are two hundred twenty-five employees. Okay, so let's just assume the company's doing fifty to one hundred million. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I would lean into that. But I love yeah. the person it's coming from. I like this. So like this to me is I think their real use case, right? With Webflow, our marketing team can go from concept to published site without thinking about technical challenges. So we can focus yep. on what matters. And I think this is what Webflow is focused on, right? Being no code. Yeah, it's better at no code yep. than anyone else, right? Yep. So before, oh, this is cool. They could maybe bring this into the homepage too, a little before Webflow yeah. and after, and then maybe get more aspirational. Here's what your world looks like with Webflow compared to legacy CMSs. It's like out yeah. the old and with the new, and it starts becoming aspirational. And this is something that we, we capitalize at Simpler too, is is because a lot of our market um, comp- competition and whatnot, it has a long time to deploy. And so looking over our customer base in comparison to the industry of non-internet users, we use that timeline visual a lot in, in our sales talks. And they could use the same thing again to your homepage. Look at the cohort of their customers in terms of how fast they are to execution on website deployment or whatnot compared to WordPress or someone else. That's a powerful thing to talk about. Yeah, and I you might want to position it as like um, us versus the past instead of us mm-hmm. versus WordPress. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you yeah, can start exactly. to get a little bit clever in your positioning statement. I wonder how they do do this. And I got a disclaimer here. I do everything for WordPress on the enterprise side. So just a side note, but, um, and no shade to WordPress. We, we, we use WordPress yeah. all the time. They're, they're the bone of, of SAS. I think there you go, Brian. What else, what else do you love about WordPress? Come on, man. Tell me all. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I love just this, the CMS. Uh, it's very easy for, for me bringing in uh, non-technical writers and bringing, you know, trying to educate our, our individual executives as experts and have them be able to deploy their own articles. WordPress yeah. is great at that, you know, on the CMS side, I think they're unmatched. I think they're still yeah. trying to develop and improve on the no-code side as well with their new editors. Um, and I, I think if I was Webflow, I would maybe lean into the fact that I don't think any con- – like, have you noticed you haven't seen one content leader quote? Yep, yep. 
I haven't like it's marketing. I haven't seen one person with the title of content. And their product yeah, yeah. doesn't cater to that. You know, it, it's it's yeah. it's much harder to teach someone how to add a piece of content into Webflow because um, when you log in, there's no like content primary login or anything. You're just logged into the design editor, and so you have to figure out what's going on. You have CSS code on the side here. You have you know PX numbers and how to move your header this way or that way in frame. It's like it, it can be overwhelming for someone just logging in trying to uh, edit code or just sorry, just trying to deploy a copy. Um, so that's something to think about for Webflow too, just from like a, a product design standpoint, at least. I love that. Now, the other part I think we got to talk about before we close here, because we're almost out of time, is everybody keeps telling me how free it is. Now, I'm not to be skeptical Webflow, but I assume you charge people. Um, how do I know what you charge me? Is there any way for me to figure that out? Okay, down here under pricing. Okay. I don't it love the fact yeah. that this is not in the menu. I really don't. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I it almost makes me feel like they're hiding something. To be completely well, honest. Well, I'll tell you what, Garrett. The first time I used Webflow, I designed a site. Um, I had a hosting plan. You, you get like a free plan, of course, um, where you can design a site. When it came to deployment, that's where they kind of get you, and and you don't really know until you click into that deployment screen or, or into that launch stream for a hosting plan and like a site designer plan. Um, cause that's where they kind of get you. And it is a little bit hidden and clunky. If you're just going into Webflow for the first time trying to design something, it is kind of hidden. It's not very overt, which is unfortunate. Well, and they have a lot of things that are going to hold them back. If we're just going to be completely honest, like their best customers are not going to love, they've they're not, they don't do this. Their best customers mm -hmm. don't do monthly visit cappings. Like that's not yep. a thing. Yeah. When you buy WordPress, where you're like, okay, well, if I really become successful, I'm going to pay WordPress more. Like that never, that form submissions. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there are some seriously yep. SMB pricing site plans that that scare me, especially on this hosting side of things, because your best users, they're not, they aren't going to use you for hosting. They're going to use their own hosting environments. Yep. And that's quite interesting to be completely honest. Like this is a, it's, it, it's very like this pricing puts their positioning now confusing in my mind where it's like, now you're really not even like anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never seen yeah, this type of yeah. pricing before. And it might be a lagging effect, Garrett, you know, it, it yeah. Webflow is a hyper growth company, right? They're, they're still learning how to sell the enterprise and, and reposition themselves from SMB. And that's a learning period to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, not every part of the organization might catch up. So maybe pricing, uh, and everything has yet to catch up, but it is been awkward, hide especially it too. as they're trying to move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least for now. I would, I get, now I get why it's not in the menu. I'm on the same page as them now because like see this and then it's like paid annually or 20% $20 paid monthly. See how there's like this, like there's so many nuance to it. And it's like, mm -hmm. this is not actually competing under the WordPress model anymore because hosting is separate when you're thinking about WordPress. And so this yeah. is a very unique thing mm -hmm. that I haven't seen a lot of like items, like 29 bucks, but you're limited to five. I don't think Shopify limits you on SKUs. Oh, interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it is very weird yeah. pricing. Because I've, yeah. I've been in this space a little bit. I'm not like a pro at it, but I mean, I've done stuff for web.com, network solutions, WordPress. 
And it's not like my whole life, but I mean, I've, I'm pretty deep in the space and I find this to be quite interesting way to articulate their price. They even have sales volume caps and they're pricing for 29 bucks. I don't think their processing fees are that much better than the markets. So it's quite interesting. Hmm. This is nice though. But then you're capitalizing on the ease of use. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. So in closing, Brian, congratulations. You're the CMO. Oh, there we go. What I'm are you doing? That that here. You got three. <laughs> I love that. You got three things that you want to do at Webflow. What are the, what are the three things you want to do uh, as CMO? Uh, more, more humans in our design language. Um, shore up and showcase our customers um, wherever we can on our site and in our other other design languages that showcase what they're doing with their site and the creativity that our customers have. It's going to be way more creative than anything we have, honestly. Um, yeah. And then, and then three, which I think you agree, take a harder look at our pricing and try to encourage our pricing org to uh, to get that down a little bit bit more. I think it'd be most effective. I can't agree with you more. I, I think the only part I would add, and I I don't I don't think I would do it above those three, but I think maybe just as a note, I want to look at our product marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the story we tell on our homepage is a story. And I think our product marketing is an afterthought right now in all transparency. Like I, yep. I can see the amount of design resources they put in their homepage. I can see the amount of copy, the way they thought about their three stages. It's frankly really good. I just, I don't like, there's this weird thing of Webflow where the mid market, they seem to not get conceptually mm -hmm. what i mean by that you have smb which they obviously serve with the self-included hosting and all of that and then they have enterprise right what a like lattice isn't an enterprise if we're being completely honest so yeah what is how lattice is on their enterprise plan but i don't think lattice identifies as an enterprise customer just so you know like as an audience yep. like yep. lattice is mid-market like as a guy who sells in the mid-market and enterprise lattice would be mid-market Workday would be – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there mm -hmm. is a difference, and I'm not sure – I think they're alienating the mid-market, which I would argue is their cash cow and their biggest yep. area to grow because they're calling mid-market enterprise right now. And I think we might need to figure out in that pricing and product marketing and features, it's the whole story. What's the difference between SMB, that solo, that freelancer, that individual, that team of – you know, that real team, but that's not an enterprise and then that enterprise team. And I don't know if I see that mid-market piece. And I'd argue that's probably mm -hmm. where their largest revenue opportunity exists. Yeah, I think so too. And I think some key stories they could probably index on are, are the scalability of the product, um, how you scale a team and get them involved. Um, I think that might be a great story to index on for mid-market um, and also the scalability of, of use and everything, which again, to our point, the pricing may not, may not, contend well to that story but i'm um, hoping they can figure those both things out in concert i love it well webflow honestly y'all are crushing it your content's phenomenal yeah amazing job yeah and we can nitpick so all one cool. but uh phenomenal yeah yeah oh, congratulations webflow really really good stuff hopefully you got some stuff out of this if you ever get a chance to consume it and for everybody tuning in um that's another episode of SaaS marketing makeover thank you so much brian for being on the show and um that's it thanks everybody cool thank you everyone